Welcome to Early Homecoming, a podcast for missionaries who have returned home early and for those who care about them. My name is Kristen Reber, and I am the author of Early Homecoming, a resource for early returned missionaries, their church leaders, and family. On this podcast, you will hear stories and gain insights from myself and other missionaries who returned home early, as well as experts, parents, and church leaders. Join us on the path of understanding and healing as we share our stories and insights about the phenomena of returning home early from a mission. I am talking through the powers of the internet with Sophie. Sophie is from Vienna, Austria, and served in the Washington, D.C. North Mission for 17 months before needing to return home early due to President Trump's announcement that no flights from Europe would be allowed into the United States due to the COVID-19 pandemic. She called her mission president and two days later was on a flight home just in case flights from the United States to Europe also stopped. Since returning home, Sophie has created a blog for all missionaries who have needed to return home early due to COVID-19. Her blog is called The Quarantined RM, and you can find it at quarantinedrm.wordpress.com. Sophie, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I am likewise very, very excited. Well, thank you again for joining us. Let's start off talking about your experience. We will talk about your blog, but let's give our listeners some background on you. Uh, would you mind talking about a little bit about your mission and then your talk a, a little more about your need to leave earlier than expected and kind of all the feelings that were associated with that? So I was in my last transfer. I love my mission. I call it like 17 missions all in one just because it's so diverse and every area is very, very unique. And it was pretty awesome. And I was, as I said, in my last transfer, when the COVID-19 big outbreak happened, the transfer before, so around January, I was with a Chinese companion who was obviously watching the situation back home, but we never thought it would get this big. It was originally planned that my dad would come pick me up. We'd spend a couple days in DC and New York and look around a little bit before we come home. How hard was it? to have to cancel that trip with your dad. I'm sure you both were looking forward to that. So we were kind of monitoring the situation. Every P-Day would be like, is it still on or is it not? And then yeah. I have to say it was kind of a relief knowing that it was for sure not going to happen. But yeah, pretty, pretty sad. That was basically my entire mission. Been looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we just talked to some of our members on, I think it was a Wednesday, just about the whole situation. And and then at night, one of them texted us and was like, Trump just announced that there's no flights from Europe to the US. And so I was like, okay, great. It's for sure not going to happen. But what do I do? Because I don't have a flight home. And so I called my mission president. I was like, President, I need a flight. And then he dropped another, the second bomb on me. And he was like, well, we might just fly you home earlier. So the earliest I see is Tuesday, which would have been like five days. And then uh -huh. the next day, all day, no answer from him, nothing. And then 
it was a little bit of a back and forth because he said, well, the missionary department for now, they say, stay on the mission unless your parents really want you to be home. I called my parents. They're like, yeah, no, this is bigger than they think. So come home, which was kind of stressful because I had to make that decision to come home or not. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to come home. And then as soon as I decided, it just kind of blew up. And a day later, everybody was a day after I came home. Actually, everybody was being scheduled to come home too. everyone with like pre-existing conditions and everything. Wow. Yeah, that would have happened so fast. And you were close to going home, but you still weren't, you know, ready to go home. You wanted to serve that last month. And then you suddenly had to make this decision to leave early. How emotional was that for you? I don't know if I'm still processed just because it was so go, go, go. And the mission is the same way, right? And then just suddenly you're plopped back home and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> but yeah, pretty, pretty crazy because I would have come home yesterday, which is like a couple weeks after I actually came home. And that's, oh, wow. that's weird to think about. Yeah, that'd be really weird to think about really, because normally you have some time to kind of prepare yourself to go home, like, all right, I know I'm going home in a few weeks or whatever. But you went home so suddenly and under such stressful circumstances. Now, I understand from your blog, you weren't able to get a direct flight home. So you were dealing with potentially canceled flights and things like that, trying to just get home. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know about any of that. So I, instead of a direct flight from DC to Vienna, I took a flight actually a couple days earlier than expected. So it ended up being Saturday instead of Tuesday, as I thought. And it was DC, Detroit, Amsterdam, and Vienna. And all the while, like the whole day before, I was stressing about like, what if I have the virus and I'm spreading it? What if I meet people, they have the virus, and then I'm spreading it to my family? Like how, mm. and I didn't know too much about the virus because I think nobody knew much about the virus at that point. But I, I really have to give it to the, the power of prayer. I prayed the day before that I wouldn't have to stress about infecting anybody or being infected on the plane just because when I get nervous, I get a, a sore throat. <laughs> and so it's like, what if this oh, no. is it? But the next day, my parents in the morning just, I woke up to a text message from them saying that there's no, even a lesser risk of infection on airplanes just because they filter the air and whatnot. So that gave me a lot of peace of mind. It was a like a 24-hour flight <laughs> or travel. Yeah, I do know that the airlines are doing like everything they can to keep it sanitary, you know. there's, But I have heard that perhaps people have gotten infected on airplanes or whatever. It's just, it's so stressful. Nobody quite knows exactly how this is spreading, you know, and it the information on it changes every single day. But I do know that airlines are generally, you know, they're doing everything they can to continue to be safe. So that was, I'm sure, very comforting to hear that it'll be okay, just get home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think no matter what really happens, it just gave me that peace of mind that I needed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I'm curious, what is the church culture in Austria generally about coming home early from a mission? Is there a stigma against it or is it generally just okay if you need to come home early? Good question. I have a pretty open ward and stake 
we don't have too many missionaries just because the the church isn't that big right now is the biggest surge of missionaries going out that we've ever had but i think people are pretty understanding austrians are just very curious so i think if i were to come home early on uh like not corona time a lot of people would would have asked but i don't think there's a stigma about it fortunately that's good that's really nice yeah there's we're getting rid of the stigma here in the united states i feel like but it still exists so mm-hmm. i was just kind of wondering how how that is generally but it does seem like people are being a lot more accepting right now of so many missionaries need to come home early it'll be interesting I think to me, when people decide whether or not they want to return to their mission, and it's just there's so many variables in that too, and I, th- I think there's too many variables to go into right now. But yeah, that's that's nice that Austria is accepting about the need to come home early generally. Yeah. Now, what was your experience like in the airport getting off the airplane? So it was interesting. When I was in Detroit, I met these Italian guys who had flight after flight after flight canceled trying to go back home to Italy. And so that's when I got a little nervous. And then there was this German couple who told me about how their flight had been canceled and they heard of a flight going to Spain and then it was canceled midair. So the flight turned around. And so that's when I started getting a little antsy. But in the US, it was still pretty chill. But then I came to Amsterdam and I just felt a very different vibe in the air. It was just like a stressful kind of vibe that was there. So that was weird. And then coming home, of course, is not what you expect. Like you come to the airport and you you kind of hope for your friends to be there. One of my friends was supposed to surprise me coming from Spain. And it kind of didn't turn out that way. I didn't get to hug my people. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my mom broke down crying like two meters in front of me. So I was like, mom, if you cry, I cry, but we can't do anything about it. <laughs> so that was awkward. Yeah, Not quite was what she, you yeah. Were you nervous that you would get it from her or was she nervous that she would get it from you or was it just not culturally acceptable to be hugging in public right then? More like the second option. It wasn't, it just, the at that time, our government also shut down life. <laughs> So no one was to go outside except for walks and grocery shopping. Okay. And so hugging people coming home from the plane wasn't wasn't an option. And so all my okay. coming home pictures are with like a noticeable distance between people. Which is sad in the moment, but it's going to be quite the story later to tell when this is all said and done. So, okay, so you get home. How are things at home? Did your family kind of make you go into a room by yourself or I, I got, walk me through the process? It sounds like you weren't under any sort of mandatory quarantine like the missionaries who recently got sent home have been mm-hmm. asked to self-isolate. But did your family implement anything or were you free to move about the house or how did that go? So within my family and within my house, I was fine. I could go outside for, for runs in the morning, which is really, really helpful. But I couldn't. So I had to stay home for two weeks. And I think I hugged my family after like a week. And then, of course, my older two siblings are outside of the house and they have their own families now. And we can't, I can't meet them. I still haven't met them in person. Oh. Now, how are you doing? Like just with processing all of this, do you feel gypped at all that you weren't able to get the typical homecoming experience? 
or do you just kind of understand? Say, I I'm pretty understanding. I think my mission was so much not like anything I expected, so it kind of only makes sense that the end is that way as well. I think we'll just stage <laughs> some pictures in a year or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good thinking. All right. Um, how have you done just with adjusting to no longer being a missionary with, with getting released? I'm sure it's different for everybody who comes home early or not, just that adjustment. Yeah, I think I think generally I'm having the normal adjusting back things. Like it's weird to be on your phone if you're alone. It's weird to go for walks on your own. But since I haven't been out in public life, I went grocery shopping with my mom once. And that was weird just Mm -hmm. because life in general has impacted or changed so much. But apart from that, I think I'm doing good. It's just a lot of the things that you would expect to do when you go home, like go out with friends or watch a movie. Like I haven't done that. I'm still trying to figure out how to watch my first movie with Zoom and and (laughs) Netflix at the same time or (laughs) something like that. Have you been able to connect with friends or family through technology at all and talk to people? Yeah. So technology is such a blessing. It's like, because on the mission, I've been able to Skype my family or video chat my family. And so now I video chat my friends and I'm with my family. It's like an extension. I'm already used to yeah. this, but it's, it's all good. Perfect. Now, I'm. how is, um, before we jump into your blog, how is Vienna doing with COVID-19 generally? It sounds like Austria acted much faster than the United States did with shutting everything down and even now it's still kind of on a state by state basis how extreme we shut down or whatever so but austria being much smaller i would guess that it's just kind of one one order if you will rather than paying attention to what certain cities are doing or or am i wrong how are things there it's all just as you said one order austria is really on top of things i'm very pleasantly surprised at how how fast they were implementing stuff as i said like three weeks ago when i came home it was immediately like don't go out everything's closed now we're starting to we can go grocery shopping only wearing masks and only alone so you can't have your family or something go grocery shopping with you to avoid the spread and yeah they're shutting down, which is interesting about Europe because Europe is always very connected, right? And now borders are shut and it's kind of each country really for its own. So that's interesting. That is interesting. And that's even with the with the European Union. Even with that, they have closed their borders. I didn't know that the countries were allowed to close their borders with the EU. They're not, but this is like an exception. I think it's not completely shut. It's shut to private people. There is still some necessary trucks for food going through as far as I know, but they're monitoring everything really closely. But personal travel is just kind of not possible right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we might be approaching that here. There's some states that can't shut our borders either in the States, but there's some states mandating that if you're a visitor, you go into quarantine for 14 days, which is just so unprecedented. It's it's strange times. Let's move on to your blog, Quarantined 
rm.wordpress.com. There's a few blog posts up right now. Some of them have been written by you. Others have been written, I believe one was written by a friend of yours. And then I just noticed there's a new video up. So there's some a lot of creativity on your blog and just different thoughts. And yeah, let's talk about your blog and also your inspiration behind it. Yeah, it's it's a growing thing. Very, very small budding thing right now. When I came home, I was basically the first of, of all my friends from the mission, from home. Nobody else has done anything. Um, just because my story is a little bit different. And so I was like, oh, great. I'm like, that's that's my life now, right? I just came home. But then when it was announced, so many of my friends were coming home. A lot of them who, who weren't as close to the end as I was. I felt like I had to do something to help people arrive just because coming home into quarantine is or isolation is totally not like the normal coming home. And so I felt like I need to share some stories and some real talk about how we're all dealing with this. And so there's two parts on the blog. One is coming home and one is being home. So it's basically a collection of stories of people their coming home story. So the video, for example, is a good friend of mine who came home from Mauritius. Mm. And so he had he documented the whole thing with like millions of flights canceled, staying at the airport a whole day and not knowing if he was going to fly that day. It's a little crazy. But yeah. yeah so that's oh, that sounds I'm going to have to watch that. That sounds fascinating. I've read the other posts and they're great too. I actually felt like the uh, personal study guilt post was very relatable. And um, let's see, where there was one part that I just really thought was good. You know, she, you said, technically, I would have enough time to do a full hour of reading and actively studying the scriptures and articles of faith as I'd done on my mission. You know, and I love what we call personal study. I know that it helps me be more content, happier, kinder, more hopeful. And then you say, but some days now that I'm home, it's hard to motivate myself to do a full hour or stay focused. And then, you know, it's easy to feel guilty, to beat myself up for it. And it's easy to be down on myself and not do it at all then. And then you talk about the conclusion you've come to. If I can only do 10 to 15 minutes joyfully today, then that's way better than not doing it at all or doing it begrudgingly. I think there's a lot of missionaries that can relate to that. And especially right now when their minds are just so overcome with other things. I love how you talk about how wonderful it is to still do that personal study, but that if you can only focus for you know, less than you used to be able to do while you were on your mission, that's okay. And you say, do what you can cheerfully do and it will bless you. I mean, if I had just come home early, that would have helped me immensely. So there's just little nuggets like that all over and yeah, you said the coming home section. So if you're just needing to talk about your story of needing to come home and then being home, just um, you talk about one uh, in shoes. You say the question is, what is, uh, what did you say? Uh, what even is my life right now? <laughs> it's <laughs> like you just, it's so confusing now, just being home. And I, I love it. I, I just felt like this was a great resource. So what are you still looking for, for your blog? Um, is there anything specific you're hoping to get from anyone or just just anything? 
I think really just anything, anything that they feel they want to share, they, they would need to hear or they would want to just talk about, share. If it's their coming home stories, if it's struggles or joys of being home, like, yes, it's, it's hard to be home sometimes from a mission and to adjust back, but also it's so nice to finally be home, right? You, you are waiting for this, your whole mission. So any pros or cons, good stories, bad stories, anything is welcome on the blog. And then how do people submit their stories to you? So I'm still trying to figure that out. So far, I've just Facebook messaged with some friends. But you can also send me an email. On the, the blog itself, there is a contact button where you can just say, hey, I want to share my story. And then I'll reply with an email to you. And we can talk about what you just want to put on the blog. There is no limits or anything. So I'm not going to say, sorry, that story can't go on. But but yeah, just go through the contact page on my blog. And it looks like it can be like, you know, like you're saying, there's no limit. It can be as short as you want. It can be as long as you want. You're accepting video. I would guess you'd also like accept artwork or pictures. However, people want to express themselves. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The the more colorful, the more interesting it gets, I think. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Before we end, is there anything else you want to you want to add? Any any testimony you'd like to bear, just anything uh you'd like to say before we close off? Mm, I think something that's really precious to me right now is that that this is the Lord's timing. This is this is not a coincidence that the virus is happening. It's not a coincidence that I've been or other people have been on their missions at this point and had to go home or were able to stay on their missions. This is all in the Lord's hands. And I know that he's got a plan. I keep hearing this from missionaries who've, who've been home a little bit longer than I have. They're like, it's all in the Lord's timing. Just trust the timing. And, and I want to do that. And I hope that we get to do this together. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to add one more thought to add on to that. I said this in a previous podcast, but I really like how in the opening of Saints, the the book Saints, the first volume, how it opens with a volcano erupting in Indonesia and how it was just such a huge eruption that it really disrupted the climate for even into the next year after it exploded and where this Smith family was living it completely destroyed their crops and caused them to need to move following year to Palmyra, New York, which that wouldn't have happened. I, I mean, Joseph Smith would not have been where he needed to be in order to restore the gospel had that volcano not exploded. So I agree that this isn't a coincidence that this virus is happening now. It's sad, it's deadly, it's hurt a lot of people, just like that volcano did. At the same time, though, the Lord can take any hard, bad situation and use it for His good. And I agree, there is a purpose behind every single missionary coming home right now. And whether they go back out or not, you know, the Lord has a plan for each individual. And if we just listen to his voice, like Joseph Smith did, he can make just so much out of our lives and he will guide and direct us on what to do next, even in this time of uncertainty. So anyways, thank you so much, Sophie, for 
for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to me. And thank you for everything that you do for all the returned and early returned missionaries. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. (laughs) That concludes this interview on early homecoming. If you would like to go deeper into the experiences of early returned missionaries, please consider buying my book, Early Homecoming. You can find it in paperbook, ebook, or audiobook formats on Amazon. If you would like to contact me, please come find me on Instagram at author underscore Kristen Reber or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kristen Reber. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-R-E-B-E-R. <laughs>